Welcome to the Garden Path Podcast, life lessons and conversations from the garden and natural world. I'm your host, Misty Little. Sorry, I did not mean to disappear this last month. I expected to have some other episodes in December, but after I released the Horticulturati episode, I just kind of lost track of everything. December has been busy and I've usually kind of turned inward anyway, and I've been just enjoying the coziness and quiet and the busyness of the season. But I did want to have one last episode for this year. I wanted to recap a couple of books I read, gardening books that I read. And, you know, honestly, I had a list of a few others I wanted to include, but I didn't want to make it too complicated. And because it's last minute and this is the last episode of the year, I figured I would just do my best and get something out. And I will have new episodes starting in January through May or June before I take another break uh, for the year. And as always, I appreciate all of my listeners through the years and bearing with me as this this podcast just fluctuates and changes and goes with the flow. So I'm going to keep the books recap to two books that I read this year. And honestly, one of them I still kind of need to finish, but I thought I would include it anyway. So the first book is called Saving the Wild South by George Ann Eubanks. And it's probably, actually it is, it was my favorite book I read this year. And I'm a pretty voracious reader. I finally snuck in and read about 60 books this year. I was short about 55 and I've read a few audiobooks in the last couple of weeks to get that number up. Probably read another audiobook or two before the year is out. And if you don't listen to audiobooks, I highly recommend it. They don't work so great for gardening books because there's usually all those little caveats and sidebars and things like that. But you know, if it's out there, sometimes you can you can make it work. But Saving the Wild South is is absolutely hands down my favorite book this year. And Georgia Eubanks is a writer from the southeastern U.S. And she's typically, I think, a food writer more of her speed. And I may see if I can get Georgian on this podcast in the new year to interview about this book because it was just amazing. And, you know, I do this podcast because I feel like the gardening world in the south and Texas in particular is just lacking in good garden communication. I know there's been a few folks who've done some better work, but I still feel like we're, we're lacking, especially in, in print publications. But so this book is just amazing. Now, as it says, Saving the Wild South, it's the fight for native plants on the brink of extinction. And what this book does is goes, goes through from the Yadkin River Goldenrod and Heller's Blazing Star to the American Chaff Seed and all sorts of plants in between and she goes and visits people doing the research the botany and field work on the ground the tracts of land that these species are actually existing on any um, professors doing major research any universities or botanic gardens doing the conservation efforts for these species and and, and tracks this huge like trove of information and puts it all together into something easily digestible and readable for you know the layperson. and so what i appreciate is she is that she does try to go out and see these plants for herself she's not just gonna do the research and write up a little bit about it but she does get into the history of some of these plants uh from some of the botanists in the 17 and 1800s early 1900s who either discovered the plants or tried to do any conservation work to 
you know, obviously the present day folks on the ground doing the work and, and how those populations have changed over time. And some of these plants are just in general rare to begin with. Their habitats are fairly narrow and with, you know, unregulated growth and you know, before people really knew what <laughs> to care about plants, you know, a lot of habitat was just lost for some of these species. And then, of course, there are just like pathogens, which the Florida Terea has issues with. And, and that's what threatens that particular plant. And so I really appreciate this book. She she just goes into such detail. And it took me, honestly, it took me almost all year to read it because I would read a couple chapters, put it down, read a couple more chapters, put it down. Uh, yeah, so I finally, finally made myself finish it. And I, I say that make myself because it's one of those books you just want to digest and think. It wasn't hard to read. It was just something I paced myself with. But I really appreciate the book. The book itself is just a really nice paperback, has really thick covers. And the pages, it, paper itself in the middle is just unique. And I love the photo photography in there. It's just a really unique book, honestly. And it's from the University of North Carolina Press. So maybe have good books all around too. I really appreciated this book and I think especially if you're in the south you will too but if you're not from the south I, I highly recommend you read it anyway because there's going to be plants in your neck of the woods that are you know in peril as well. So the second book is actually quite an old book <laughs> originally. It is The Natural Habitat Garden by Ken Druce with Margaret Roach. And, you know, you know, Ken Druce, he's a prolific writer and gardener, and he has a lot of stuff out there. I have his new Shade Garden book, which I, I love as well. And I've read The Sensual Garden, or at least part of it, and um, I, I, I like his stuff. And I've, I loved his podcast when he did his podcast, and I, I really miss it. It was one of the good uh, garden podcasts out there. And I enjoy when he gets on with Margaret Roach on her podcast and, and talks. So this book was actually originally written in 1994. And, you know, I bought this used on A-Books, which I highly recommend if you're checking A-Books or Thrift Books for some used books. Uh, I mean, some of these books cross-post on Amazon, and you can get pretty good books for cheap on those places. Sometimes signed, too, if you want to spend a little bit more, which is kind of cool. But this book is amazing. The color photography, and this is like real original, not DSLR photography. It says SLR photography. I know if, when you pull some older garden books you can tell the imagery is dated the photography in here mostly does not look dated at all i feel like you could you could pretend this was taken in the last 10 years i mean there's a few photos that might be a little bit dated but i think some of it is just honestly it's timeless and it's just amazing and honestly the discussions in here too i feel like like if you saw a snippet of one of the gardens he writes about in here and it was posted on Instagram, you would think this writing was from this last year. That's how interesting I find the book, you know, the Natural Habitat Garden. We're really talking about native gardens right now and native plants and just how like, okay, 30 years ago, you know, this book was out there and... <laughs> Um, people were doing this back then. I think it was even less popular at that point in time than it is now. And even now, I still think it's a niche situation. And I don't know. I just, I love this book. I, I read it when we were driving from Houston to New Mexico. And like I said, I still have probably about the last quarter to read. And 
Um, I haven't, I just haven't sat down to finish it because I was just taking my time flipping through, looking at the photos, soaking it in and just being like absolutely gobsmacked by this book. So he breaks it down by grasslands, drylands, wetlands, woodlands, um, an epilogue, you know, he has some natives, uh, plant societies and native seed sources and things like that in there, which I'm kind of curious to see some of those sources and who still is and isn't around. I know in some of the narratives, some of the folks in there I can tell aren't in business anymore. So that's kind of interesting. And I think this is one of those books that if you are interested in native plant gardening, it's a book you need to have on your bookshelf. Even if you don't refer to it and build your garden based off of it, it's a book to, it's just pretty. And there's a lot of great ideas and I feel like it's a lot more approachable to, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of gardening books are catered to a certain demographic. Let's just say that would be rich people. <laughs> um, and not to, you know, say anything negative about that, but you know, if you have money, that's great. And I know you can afford to hire a designer and, has someone install it and maintain it. And I'm sure those folks do work in the gardens, but there's definitely a difference in a native plant garden and its perchability with what kind of funding funding you have. And you can see this in, you know, the plethora of garden uh, magazines and, and books that are out there. They're always these high-end gardens when somebody has come in and rebuilt the whole thing because they've got like $100,000 to spend or whatever. And I feel like there's a, I mean, there is some of that in here, you can tell, but there's also like plenty of just, you know, smaller gardens or botanic gardens or people who've just done the, the work themselves and, and they're not necessarily anything that's, you know, too extravagant. And I don't know, this book is pretty amazing. And honestly, I, I think that uh, I definitely want to see if about getting a few more of Ken's books on my bookshelves in the future, just because of the quality of it. So those are the two books that I loved this year, gardening wise. I read a few other books that, you know, they stood out. I didn't really feel like chronicling them at this time. I will probably invite one of the authors of one of the other books I read on to the podcast at some point this spring, if I can and manage that. Um, and it was also a really good book. I just didn't feel like it fit the niche of what I wanted to focus on at this moment in time. So those are the books. I'm curious what you read this year. I read a lot and next year I'm hoping to read a little bit more slowly and get back into some more paper books. Both of these books were actually paper books. I read a lot of on my Kindle, do a lot of audiobooks when I'm working or doing stuff around my house, but I need to sit down more and read some paper books. So if you can, let me know what you read this year in the comment section for this at the podcast website, thegardenpathpodcast.com, or you can email me, thegardenpathpodcast at gmail.com, and let me know. That'd be great. Also, you can sign up for my newsletter at thegardenpathpodcast.com, and I am also on Substack. If you don't want to sign up for the newsletter uh, through MailChimp on my website, I'm on Substack. Just look for at the Garden Path Podcast. I'm also posting the podcast episodes there and the newsletters there as well. So if you are already on Substack and you want to read that through there, just look for me there. And I'm also kind of posting on a different Substack called On Texas Nature, where I'm kind of focusing on 
you know, just Texas natural history in a more, I don't know, journalistic setup. We'll see how that works, <laughs> aside from my blog. And I've been enjoying that. And if you're not familiar with Substack, it's kind of like a hybrid between a newsletter and a blog. A lot of folks who did newsletters or blogged back in the day are switching to that format because you can do a pay situation. People can pay you for reading the content. All of my stuff's free. I don't really have enough of that a readership to be charging anybody at this point in time. And uh, I enjoy just writing for the sake of writing and getting that out there. And it's cool because there's also an app so you can just subscribe. And if you want to read in your email, you can, but you can also just subscribe on the app and read at your leisure. It's almost like good old fashioned Google reader. If you remember that. Well, that is it for this episode. And for 2022, I will be back in 2023 with more gardening and nature podcast content. And I hope to connect with more folks who are out there listening. If you enjoyed any of the podcasts this year, please consider subscribing, liking, reviewing, all of that good stuff. I think there's only liking and reviewing really on iTunes these days, but tell your friends, tell your other gardeners and share the podcast. I would like to have more listeners and more folks uh, just joining in the conversation. All right. Happy gardening and see you in 2023.